The following program is not appropriate for young humans or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Canadian Pirate Cast has no sponsors and is filmed before a live studio audience. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. Those aren't spare fingers. These are spare fingers. And my fingers are very spare. No, they're not. These are spare fingers. Those are not spare fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Your shoulders. <laughs> they're called spare fingers, not shoulders. You look like a chicken. You gotta put the whole movement. The whole movement. It. That's like you're talking about some capoeira stuff, like some capoeira dancing there, dancing martial arts. I wouldn't know. Me neither. Mm-hmm. It was just the, you know, you know, all I heard about it was the. There are actually funny thing. The sponsor to our uh, so the sponsor of our art for the Canadian Pirate Cast, the streamer formerly known as Pew Pew Laser Beam, now just Pew Pew. Uh, he sponsored and paid for the art for our podcast. That uh, the, uh, the the fancy art that we have posted now—it's beautiful. It's amazing. We love it, and we'll talk more about the artist another day when we get just more clear information on like what they want to be said about their like artist name and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, how I learned about the Capoeira thing was I just seen it on an episode of Bob's Burgers, and then like literally a month later, Kipu comes into work and was like, "Oh hey, like have you, you watched Bob's Burgers? Yeah, you seen the Capoeira episode? Yeah, there's a Capoeira studio down like a block down the block." <laughs> it's been there for a while. I, that's what I mean, though. I didn't. I didn't know. I'm new to the area, but I was just like, I was like, oh, so it's Capoeira in town. Comox Valley noobs. I'm a Comox <laughs> Valley noob. Just joking. You're not joking. I'm a noob. I've been here for a while. I've been for five years. It makes that's, me a noob. I know. That's fine. Decent. I'm fine. I'm a. I'm Padawan. I'm a Comox Valley Padawan. Is that, is that I scary? don't know how like how long it takes to like level up. If that's like, there's no gauge. There's no gauge of like time. Because <laughs> that is that because time. I'm not spe- making sense. Is that because time is a man-made spectrum? Welcome, welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid. And I'm Gummy Bear. Quartermaster Gummy Bear. Say your title with pride. It's, it's, <sighs> so much. You do so much. You do so much of the magic crap that I don't <laughs> like, and like you help you help scan my thoughts and our and our and our advertising so that I don't uh, come off like a robot. It's fantastic. You had you had a very human aspect to this podcast, which is ironic considering I'm a you're, gummy bear. You're an amalgamation of gum, of of, gu- of like gum and horse and horse hoof. I know it's like a very odd thing that a sugary gummy bear is more human than an actual pirate captain. What a world we live in! Yeah. Well, welcome everyone. It's uh, June first. It is June first. You know what that means? The end of sobriety. May. Yay. I was doing so bad with it. I literally, oh, yay, my, anyway. yeah, like this is just a quick thing with my score. I want to say here, I got like I failed it. Like if this was a if this was a curriculum in school, I would have failed it. Got literally less than fifty percent of the days, and I haven't calculated my score. Yes, and it's like, I will. I will do it today. No, it's no rush or anything. I just about like part of it is that I want you to remain the healthiest person in the kitchen. Um. But the, uh, I just want you to have the title forever. I'm going to make a belt next time. For October, there will be a belt. I'm going to make it myself. Because I feel like I'll compete harder if there's like an actual belt for me to win at the end of it. Because that way I get a belt. 
that I made myself. But I came to a problem with it. I don't give me a problem with this because like I did a I did I was happy. I went like I went eight days or no, I went like seven full days being sober, which is like a record in eight years, so that was cool. But it was um the big thing for me was that it was like my problem is that weed makes me productive. Like I actually like there were days I'm like I'm tired from work, I'm like, <laughs> oh god, like I'm so tired, I want to sit down and like watch TV. Oh, it's kind of a bad day. I have to smoke a bowl and do it. I'm like, God, man, you know, I'm just going to go do some research, research for the podcast. Oh, hey, there's some dishes that need to be cleaned. I was, oh, you know what? I haven't vacuumed in a while. And I just do stuff. Like, I just end up... Sploosh! Throw the phone into the ocean! Throw the phone into the ocean! But yeah, it's like, that's a... I think that's the most detrimental thing for me is that weed doesn't make me, like, lazy on the couch. Like, I want to just do shit when I'm high. Like, and that's like, beer makes me a potato, Definitely. And like alcohol does, but like weed, I just yeah. feel energetic. I want to go out and do shit. I want to accomplish my chores and get that all out of the way. <laughs> Hello, kitty. Hello, jelly kitty. So today on the Canadian Pirate Cast, um, we want to do a few things right away, and we mentioned in the beginning, but obviously, thank you to our uh, sponsor, and we'll put this into our introduction thing at the beginning of like Suffolkus too, because he has been he's essentially sponsored us since. I think, like, the day after our launch, basically, with the art. Yeah, I guess so. So, basically, because he kind of surprised us with it. And he was like, oh, hey, about this. And, like, we didn't realize he paid for it. So, um, but, like, thank you very much, Pew Pew. We appreciate that. And uh, I've never watched one of his streams, but I'm sure he's pretty good at it because he has a following. <laughs> we're friends, so it's okay. Better, better than me, I don't actually. Well, it's like, we're friends, so it's okay. Like, it's, like, we're actually... We're decent friends, but um, anyway, though, thank you, man. We really appreciate it. And as a separate thing, I want to say to the pod, as a separate thing to anybody else listening, thank you for coming back and listening and returning to our podcast. And thank you to my friends and family who have supported me through all of my endeavors in life and made me the awesome person that I am today. I feel like I am a great human being, and I can obviously improve because everyone can, but I'm pretty content with who I am. So thank you to the people that helped make me who I am. So today, on the Canadian Pirate Cast, we want to, we have our three segments. We're starting off with Local Waters, which will be spearheaded by Gummy Bear. Then we'll go off, crap, what's the segment called Call again? Beyond the Coast? Beyond the Coast. We'll go Beyond the Coast <laughs> to Free Sea to explore my story of something that just kind of interested me like a week ago and ending on captain's kitchen where we'll be discussing peanut butter cookies that i kind of i kind of buggered up on and goulash a good way to use up that leftover pasta water from last week from your mac and cheese from two weeks ago that's two weeks ago now <laughs> now it's two weeks when, ago when this is released should be about that so because in case you didn't hear the release announcement we're going to be doing it bi-weekly. Oh, yeah, we should with actually a bonus thrown in there. So, yes, the schedule, we're hoping to get three episodes out a month, with two being mainline Canadian Piratecast episodes, bi-weekly, and then one uh, bonus episode, um, either beginning or the end of the month, which will just be about something kind of fun that we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, this month, we'll be doing At the Movies with, at the movies with Gummy Bear, and uh, <laughs> stay tuned for that. I have to catch, I have to watch three movies <laughs> for next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Gummy Bear. Oh no, you have to. I watched three movies. It was fine. I'm sure it's fine, but I, I never watch movies. I like I played too many video games. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's just all my downtime because I just get lost in video game worlds. You it's, never do the same thing both at the same time. Uh, no, because it's like I like to get immersed in video games. Like that's kind of where it's like depends some. On, of them. It depends on the game. Yeah, like okay, like obviously JRPGs. Like I'll watch stuff. With um, like when I was grinding through Final Fantasy and like mm-hmm. kind of fan- like stuff when you do a lot of grinding and stuff like that, but I don't watch movie, movie interesting movies when I'm playing a game like that because I want to pay attention because like I can I want if it's a good movie I actually want to pay attention to it and enjoy it and yeah. like pay attention to shit. Also depends on the movie for sure. Yeah, and you can't really do that with all things like so I'll watch something dumb like Family Guy where you don't need intention spend to watch that. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll turn that in the background, or just some, or catch up on YouTube because that's a lot of com- that's like just a lot of commentating and shit like that. So I catch up on those kind of things when I'm grinding in games like that. But yeah, for like serious sit down movies, like the ones that we'll be watching for, because like we're gonna do an episode on it, so I want to pay attention to them. Yeah. So yeah, like I gotta, it's gonna be like it'll be six hours of time, and it's not a big deal. Let's watch like one every other day or something. But um, yeah, and that's like it's the sitting still thing is what it does for me. I think like why video games resonate with me so well is because my brain's always active. Like you play on your play on your phone and then walk around in circles. <laughs> I'm not sure actually. I'm not <laughs> but like you know, you and I talk about this though. There's a problem with my brain where I'm just always thinking like all the time about I mean, dumb shit. I think that's why I sometimes like I'll often do both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, like alternate like pause and then pay more attention depending on what's going on. And I think it's like um, I've got like I'm pretty good at at like maintaining like make sure I'm not missing. Mm-hmm. Missing what I need to miss in the movie, mm-hmm. um, but then there are movies where it's like, oh, I'll I'll kind of start doing that. And I'll be like, oh no, actually this this is a this is a real movie, okay, and I'll put that away, and I'll be like, just like invested in what's going on, and that's when you that's when you definitely have a good movie. Mm-hmm. And well, see, that's what it mean with me, where like if I'm not invested in the movie, then it's hard for me to fucking stay awake nowadays. Like when oh my god, like uh, I famously fell asleep in the theater of Warcraft in the middle of the day. Because I was so confused on that movie. Like, I didn't understand anything. And it was just boring. Um, it was the most expensive CGI hot mess of all time. Uh, but... Never saw it. And, uh, but, like, you know, Parasite, I couldn't stop watching it. That movie had me on the edge of my seat. It was interesting. It was I watched so that movie, like, four times in a row. It's a good movie. And I know it's it's probably a lot of people have been saying that. But it's just, it's, well, you know one, what I mean? So, one it's a well, okay. The academy is like it's so. It's the first time it's made a good decision. I think it's, I, yeah, I think years. it's the only time where I've been like, yeah, this really deserved it. Yeah, no, the academy. Don't get me started about the academy about the no, no. All this is the yearly ceremonies. I'm sucking themselves off and telling us how to live our lives. <laughs> um, but every now and then they pick a good movie. So there's that. Um, and this is one of those cases. Parasite, fantastic movie. Um. But yeah, and that's what I mean, though. So I'm saying, like, so for a movie to have me, like, there, it has to be an interesting movie. Otherwise, I'm just, like, I'm tuned out, and it's hard for me to sit still. Yeah. Uh, moving on, though, to Local Waters. Uh, what do you have, Gummy Bear? Oh, we're starting with me? Okay. Well, it's uh, we can start with mine if you want. Let's start with you on the coast. <laughs> mine's, kind of a ske- mine's kind of a sketchy one. Like some Orwellian shit. Pass us from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to the Canadian Pirate Cast to the break we didn't announce. Dun dun dun. 
now. That uh, music implies that it was like that's like a bad thing. Oh, I just thought it meant like a twist, like a shocking twist. <laughs> Ta-da! Oh god, these two unprofessional people who are not reporters or journalists or anything didn't announce a proper edit. Shocker. <laughs> um, going heading into local waters. Let's put on our gum boots. Step into them. Delve in. Sorry about that noise. We'll see. We can do it. Fix it. Uh, Heading into the local waters with our gumboots. Being headed by Gummy Bear. Yes. Um, first of all, before I start, um, as an, a sort of update to our episode last week, there were a few um, people that I missed. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to do the whole name thing. And I just wanted to say that since last week, or was it? No. Two weeks ago now, <laughs> get on this. Um, there have been, I've seen at least a dozen more women um, reported as missing. So I wanted to say that. And as another thing, um, just to mention the 215 children that were, um, the remains of those children who were found in Kamloops, the old residential school location. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be talking about that another time. I'm, I might not. It's just a little, like, I don't know. I, people probably don't want to hear me, like, crying on the podcast. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to talk about it and or if I will at all just for that reason. But it, it, needs, it, it needs to be mentioned. So um, heading on from there, what I am going to be talking about for real today is um, the situation at Fairy Creek. Fairy Creek is a section of rainforest on southern Vancouver Island, northeast of the coastal town of Port Ren- Renfrew. Man, that's a little bit of a tongue twister. Can you say it? Fairy Creek? No, Ren- Port Renfrew. Port Renfrew? <laughs> I don't know. I, for some reason, this is a consonant. Port Renfrew. 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 A little weird. Renfrew. Um, it is, okay, Fairy Creek is the last unprotected, intact, old growth, old growth forest. In Renfrew. <laughs> On southern, it's, a, no, see, <laughs> it's northeast of Renfrew. Renfrew. It is the last unprotected, intact, old growth forest. On southern Vancouver Island, um, and it's one of the few remaining in all of BC. A company called Teal Jones has said it has plans to harvest about 20 hectares, and one hectare is approximately 2.5 acres. I think it's hectares. Hectares? Hectares? I think it's hectares. I think it might be hectares, because, like, there's acres and there's hectares. Really? Yeah, because oh, it's, dear. like, it's an acre, it, there's, like, an acre of land and a hectare. <laughs> it's just, I don't think I've ever said, I heard it said out loud. It was that's, just that's, hex acre, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's that's more than fair. That's, like, one of my favorite jokes on I'm Amish embarrassed. That's why I wanted to just be, like, oh, hey, just... Thank this. you so much. It's okay. Again, it's, like, it's, I don't want you saying Chimelian for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> 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 I'll do it. 
Oh my god. Um, whatever. So, I mean, it's it's so many hectares. It's fine. It's, it doesn't. <laughs> so, have you heard anything about anything at all about what's going on there? I've been seeing a lot of outraged Reddit posts about that mm-hmm. giant log on that truck. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess. So I guess that. Well, that bumps me out because I'm like, aren't there a lot of younger trees you could take? Like, that just feels historical at this point. And again, this is coming from somebody who I feel weird killing anything older than me. So, seniors are always safe. But. <laughs> No, so I mean, sorry, I mean, sorry, so you said it in a different way. Where that comes from is that, like, I would eat any animal on Earth because I'm a cook and I want to know what things oh taste like. Oh my god! But I would never eat a turtle because turtles can outlive me easily, like just through age. And I feel weird about eating anything that can outlive me with ease, like being a hundred years old with no problem. So it comes from like a thing like that. So I don't want to destroy a tree that's like gonna outlive me. You know. I just realized. Why I thought it. Why I thought it was hectic. Mm-hmm. Is because I um I just misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> and when I was looking up the difference between a hectare and a acre, I spelled it hectacre. Hectacre. And Google did not correct me that time. I don't know what happened. It just gave me the. It did give me the correct difference between a heck. Oh my god! Now, now it's just. In it's my because brain. if hectacre is how you say it, that's your truth, and Google doesn't want to impede on your truth. <laughs> so, who are um, they to tell you what your truth is? Yeah, it's, it's definitely like if I had seen it spelled this way, my brain did a silly. Heck, yeah, hectare. That makes sense. Okay, a hectare is. The more you approximately know. two point five acres. <laughs> okay, um, so the situation going on in Fairy Creek right now regarding the protests, um, are uh, surrounding the logging of the old growth. Um, actually, has been going on since last summer of twenty twenty. A group called Rainforest Flying Squad has been working using blockades to hinder the logging company for for yeah almost a whole year um but on april 1st of this year the bc supreme court granted an injunction which was requested by the teal jones company um and this injunction um this injunction allowed rcmp to remove the blockades and arrest start arresting people and that's where things really started to snowball and explode i personally hadn't heard about this before this before all the arrests and everything even though it's been going on for a year i haven't heard about it until now i'm all of a sudden it's basically everywhere and people are focus on other stuff yeah well i guess so yeah the covid thing probably like just overshadows everything like this well, that's why we don't want to talk about COVID a lot in the show because it yeah. over- other you all, everybody happening. knows everything about it. <laughs> yeah, well, not everybody. But <laughs> continue though. I didn't. I didn't they know, know I, about I, it in their own. I didn't know. I didn't know this was happening for years. <laughs> actually, like you yeah, tell that me, surprised me when I read that. You telling me that like freaked me out. I thought they were educating me. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> so arrests started about two weeks ago. 
I believe the first arrest was on May 18th, but I, I might be wrong about that. I'm not sure. Um, that's what, that is what I read. Um, so the arrests just have been front, front center in the news about it. And I think that's like, you know, it's the dry sand effect, like, um, the protesters are costing them money and so they go to the Supreme Court to get them removed and now and now they are looking pretty bad in the in the news when uh, if it wasn't for them um impeding the loggers so much that a court order was requested to remove them, probably would have never heard about this going on at all. It is quite quite a ways from us down island and um unless i'm getting that look like i don't know how much that was reported in like really hyper local news down there but i don't think i would have heard about it at all so since the arrests have started till now um the last update I, I could find was two was from two days ago on may 30th um about 137 people have been arrested so far um, things really aren't slowing down. I'm, there's probably going to be quite a few more as things progress and continue. Um, there's about five different blockades in place because there are, I did look at a map and there's quite a few like roads cutting through, um, uh, really rural, empty places, um, down there from the location so they have that many roads to blockade and there's a few different groups so the conflict itself is in our provincial premier's writing john horgan uh, apparently hasn't said anything recently especially since the arrests have started but he did make comments in april and basically just said Move along. Get out of here. <laughs> so like a New Yorker. Get out of <laughs> here. Exactly like that. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> hey, we're logging here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> These are trees. These are trees. These are our trees. These are our trees. I'm sorry. I don't care about the trees. You're crazy. Okay. So they were his trees. They were the premier's trees or the evening's trees. He's a he. What what's his position? Government. Yeah. I know, but like the which which person in the government like the premier. Well, which one? Like is a premier? Like how many governors? How many governors do we have? We have one governor. We don't one? have governors. This is Canada. I know, but it's like the same. You know what I mean? Like the same, no. They're roughly the same. No. Thing. So he's like, is he a seat in the chair in the house of the cabinet or something? Like he's the leader. He's the leader of BC. Of BC. Is the island not independent as a nation? No. Okay. We aren't America either. <laughs> no, we're not America. Oh. <laughs> I know we're not America. You need to brush up a little bit. I do. I know, and I'm just putting out some clarify. I don't mean like a literal governor. I mean like in the rough, in the, in the broadest context. No. They're like, it's a similar thing. You have a governor of a state, you have a premier of a province. Yeah. In a broad sense. Don't they have senators and stuff? I don't even know. That's that's, I, I, know I just know Canada. I'm not even going to talk about America. I know it's not a governor. That's why I'm just He's trying. the premier. 
But so it's for is it for the majority of It's his writing. That's what I mean. We're like, okay, so as far as I know, like a Senate a senator is like a Senate seat in the Senate in the US and the governor is more like the more you vote for your governor in the same way where you vote for president of a country. We don't have a Senate. Okay. I know we don't. We have cabinet. And that's what I'm saying, it's all intertwined. But it's not the same thing as it's not the same thing. I know it's not the same thing. I'm not saying I didn't never said it was the same thing. I said it was a similar concept in like a broad sense. That's what I was just trying to say. In a broad sense, it's I really, yeah, I really didn't think that you were gonna get on. I didn't mean to. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't intend it for that tangent. Insert film music. Let's go though. Okay. One thing I thought that was interesting that um, one thing that people are doing to blockade the road is they are literally burying themselves in the road. That was interesting when I read that. I want to hear more not about just that. Chaining your, like not just chaining yourself to the tree, but like burying yourself in the road to block the trucks from coming in or out. Well, if they accidentally kill you, are they liable? Oh, probably, yeah. I mean, so that's, that's probably the point, so that's the point march, is that they can't. You're trying to martyr yourself. Like, but that would be unintentional, where like a tree would be like, you see somebody train, chain to a tree, right? You visibly see them, so if you did it, you'd be consciously killing a person, but if somebody's like buried themselves in the road, you can't see them very well when you're driving. Like, you, would you have, well, that's what I mean, would it be like, would you be have deniability in that case? Because you didn't know. I don't know, if you're, like, one person all by yourself, and you're like, I'm just gonna go bury myself <laughs> in the road, that might be different than, like, an organized blockade protest, where that's not the only thing, is the only thing isn't just one person, it's not just so one person buried in the road, it's a bunch of people, and like buried people with signs, and yelling. So it's like human, bl- human landmines with, like, exploded blood. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, I'm sure that would is what would happen. Okay. I'm just clarifying. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to poke holes in this. I'm trying to clarify so I understand what's happening here. <laughs> Continue with the human land. Yeah, I think if you just went and buried yourself in any road and they got ran over, you'd probably be considered at fault. <laughs> well, there's a, yeah. Well, there's an episode of My Name Is Earl where there's a guy trying oh to do my that. God. I'm not saying that's like a thing for how I the world works. I'm not saying that's like a thing for how the world works, but that's made me think about it. I was like, yeah, like how would that liability work? I'm just, I'm curious about it. Continue though on the uh, tree being cut down, people making human landmines. Um. Okay, so the land in question is in the traditional territories of the Pachidat. I hope I pronounced that right. First mm-hmm. Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hereditary chief and the elective chief of the band um, have asked the protesters to leave and let them let them do what they would like with their land. Is this a bunch so of white it's a people? a little bit of a twist. Is this, is this a bunch of... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> I, have, I have so many questions now. Uh, although uh, many members of the band itself have joined the blockade, so I think that I wouldn't say that they're all in agreement. Um, from what I read, the protests themselves started from some kid in seattle i don't want to i don't mean to say that as like a it's just some kid who's hippie kid who started it but like but from seattle that was like oh, it's like, interesting and, and and i also want to make it clear that i'm i am on the side of the protesters i don't think that we should be cutting down these beautiful and ginormous trees we have to get ready for the next 12 paper but it does make it complicated day. when we're talking about um you know land that belongs to first nations and then other people and then them saying that they're okay with it being sold 
and then other people saying it's not and it's like okay well well and i don't think it is i don't think that those i think those trees should be left alone um um they do like they rely on the logging there for their own um well-being survival resource survival within capitalism <laughs> mm. so it's it makes it it's it's really i think it's like a really complicated situation where yeah i would please, even, please. i would say i'm i'm prologging because i'm worried about a western power taking over the no. world and when they withhold our toilet paper again we will need toilet paper stockpiled for when we can't so for everyone let's happens. get out of the stone ages and use bidets and then we don't have to worry about toilet paper anymore and we don't have to cut down the trees just for toilet paper i will i it's uh well toilet paper is made of recycled you're joking okay, you're, you're i'm off. joking i'm joking <laughs> so we have a building very clear i'm joking like so let's i'm not anti-logging like we need wood for stuff <laughs> yeah like you gotta wipe your ass with something but it's like no, no, okay, I'm just, yeah, that was a joke, so let's calm down. I'm, uh, like, honestly, again, I'm, like, prologging, but it's rather not the ancient trees being cut down, because I feel like that's kind of historical, and that's kind of, like, a historical thing. We'll never... But, oh, yeah, I'm not done. Just see those I'm, I'm not done. I wasn't done, I'm just saying, though, but, like, so if this is, if this is on banned land, then it's not my place to say, because I don't live on banned land, it's not my land, so it's, like, I understand both sides of it, because, you know, it's... It's nuanced, like you said. Yeah. There are people that there's could be there could be could be raising jobs in the area. There's general resources and shit like that. Like me, preferably, I would like it if it was like okay, just like like uh, log regular trees instead of like these ancient ones. Um, but I don't think that that should carry any weight because it's not my land. And in an agreement where we're like, okay, this is your land, and we were like, anyway, do you say this is acknowledged or unacknowledged? Like I'm not sure. So their land, okay. So it is like sure. So, so this is them them doing this with their land as a transaction thing. This is other people. Yes. Getting involved. But then, oh, should they have to even do that in the first place? It's, it's a complicated issue. It is. Well, everything is complicated in the way in the like industrialized society. Um, it's interesting though. I think that um, yeah. Honestly though, I think that the, I think that it's all should just be left up to them though. It's like their decision. For their kind of what they do with that land, because but even they all they are all in agreement. They're not all in agreement, but that's like that's politics and bureaucracy, man. Like in, whenever anything's happened in Canada, it was all Canada all in agreement when Babyface got elected for a second time. Um, but shit happens, and just like that in like their politics in, in their area, right? Which is again, that's just want to respect that, right? Quebec wanting to ban burkas and shit like that, like don't agree with that. <laughs> but if we, if the, and I don't even agree with them having as much in, like it, like power as they do within themselves. But it's like I understand where it's coming from, and it's like, and again, it's like it's their yeah, that that weird. I mean, it's not weird at all. It's like why? Of course, they would do that shit. Like that's not surprising. I don't live there. Um, I don't know. Uh, but either way, it's so. I think that, like, yeah. So I think like, if we if we agreed, or if the government's agreed that you're going to govern your own land, then that's them doing that, and that's fine. That then they, even if they don't all decide within their land, it's the same as again, just with any governance, any kind of civil governance. There's always going to be a percentage of people that are not happy with it. And even yeah. as far as you can, you always try to find a compromise as best you can, but there will not always be able to find that complete compromise. There'll always be a portion of the population that's butthurt. Um, I feel like I would be more 
I would, I don't know, like I said, I'm, I, I stand to where I do on ancient trees and things that live older than me, like turtles and ancient trees. So yeah, I was curious if uh, the protesters were just like, you know, just like a bunch of privileged liberals in a way. And I'm not talking about like any kind of, I don't, I'm not talking about like, I don't want to go into like any kind of white privilege shit because I hate that kind of stuff too. But you know what I mean? I'm talking about people that are just like, all they do is sit around all day and bitch about these issues that don't like super affect them. And they're always angry about a cause. And when it's not an ancient tree being cut down for toilet paper, it'll be some other big issue that's blowing up in the news. You know what I mean? That's kind of... I I have no intel on the demographics of, of that. That's what I was curious about. Because it was like... Because if it was like mostly... I don't think it is. I honestly don't think it is. Okay, because, like, touching back on, like, what we talked with Oka last week, just comparatively, in a way, I know they're not the same, but I mean, just in a general way, where they're, in a broad way, where their protest started within their land, and expanded outward, and they, eventually, other people joined from the outside, but it started with them and a building thing, right? So I was wondering, if the, 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 sorry, started there. did this start with a bunch of, just, like, white liberals being, like, yeah, they're cutting down the trees, man. That's not good. And then it built, and then people that already oh, didn't disagree with the man jumped on with that. Or was it, did it start off within the band being like, hey, like, we don't agree with this, and they had already agreed. Like and then I said, it started with something else. The white guy with dreads joined in after. So I just want to know which order things happened in. I don't know. That's fine. And I'm just, I don't know, like I said, I was just a curious thing. Because again, because like, it started happening a year ago. And this is me, like, yeah. And now, only now, is there suddenly a blow up of news about it? Mm. So I have no idea. That's really trippy. Because, again, I, I think that because of the fact that it blew up, a lot of different people are also just hearing about it and going out themselves. We should talk more in our next episode about just what's happened in the last fucking year that we haven't noticed. Because that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Because, yeah, like, crazy everything's, sometimes. everything's been, well, not even that, because everything's been about COVID. It's, yeah. like, it's like a magician's trick, man. I'm not. Okay, well, government. Okay, well, government is sneaky as shit, and they're they're sneaky bastards. But yeah, it's like you know, you look at this one thing, and then you look at the magician, or look at the previous system, and they're both doing shit while you're paying attention to the other one. It's all a fucking mystical Smoke game. And mirrors. It's all the Wizard of Oz. Um, God, yeah, like honestly, yeah, like I'm on I'm on the side of like pro. Don't cut down these ancient trees. But if it's their choice, then it's not for me to really be like, yeah, like I understand that. And I would respect that, I guess. Well, when it comes to something so old and precious, then I guess the argument is, should only one small group of people get to decide whether they stay or go? Whether that be the band, whether that be the company, or the government, the BC, the, the court system, mm-hmm. you know, who, who gets to decide what of this kind of thing we get to keep? That's, and endless. That's a fair thing. Like, and again, I would think it would be it's because they're it's it's because they're ancient trees is the big controversy. With yeah, that. like is there a reason exactly. why they're that's picking exactly these trees saying. as opposed to? If they to, were normal trees, then nobody would really be batting an eye. And there's yeah. plenty of those. Like, I I love looking at BC Reddit and seeing all the pretty ancient pictures. Mm-hmm. But there's also trees like in lots of places. So I think it does have a lot to do with the type of tree, low bond, probably how much profit they'll make, and. Uh, it's all I mean, money. My Capitalism. God, it must take a lot of work to cut down one of those trees. Capitalism always wins. But it doesn't make it right. Lumberjack's one of the most dangerous jobs there is. You know, it's like yeah, there's just a matter yeah. of time until you fuck yourself up before they get paid so much. Mm-hmm. It's a terrifying job. Um, they're all usually in the middle of nowhere. 
it's okay though. Then we'll get automation, and then the lumberjack people, the companies, just make money by not having to pay people we'll and just cutting get our robots trees. to cut down the ancient trees instead. Yeah, exactly. And the so, robots will just like saw the producers down, and won't care. <laughs> basically, they some, won't care about the trees at all. No, no, well, no, it's to save energy to be to be globally humane. The robots will feed off the protesters as bio, on biomass to run themselves <laughs> and cut down the trees. So it's efficiently using up compo- composting protester corpses, um, but also um, also sawing down the trees to make money for the company. So it's eco friendly. Right. Maybe the robots are made of wood too. <laughs> that's where he lost me. That's just getting silly. That's getting ridiculous. With computer I think that's where we draw the line of wooden robots. We're talking crazy talk. My, my it doesn't a, make any sense. Mine was within the realm. It's a nonsensical episode. That's all I really have today. I think. That's interesting though. Like, and I'm just happy to learn more about that. I like this. I like that we're doing this to learn more about. I'll, I, again, on. I'll try to update next time to if anything happens or. I know. Is every time the premier says anything? I, I oh, I meant the government. I mean the governor. I, you know, one thing that I just want to say <laughs> I just is that just my own joke like the worst. I don't know. You know, every episode, whenever like we do, is how we break this down. I oh, should clarify for just the audience too is that we try not to talk to each other about what we're going to talk about. So we're like basically educating each other and reacting to mm-hmm. what we're teaching each other. Well, every time this happens, I just have the Pokemon theme going in my head. You teach me, and I'll teach you. And I just think that's our, like, that's me and Gummy Bear's relationship, is teaching each other what's going on in the world today. Um, yeah, I think that's a, the thing that's a, about it, that's, yeah, so just ending on it, let's go as a conclusion to everything. We're both pro not cutting down trees, although we respect that as their choice to, well, like, I'm kind of, I, I guess, think I that's agree. the big part of the argument. I, I agree with that you're right about this, a small percentage, yeah. about a small percentage telling the greater populace to do it. There's a lot of things like that, and this is kind of, I think this is kind of into a, maybe that's almost a discussion for a different time, is like in the, how, like with governments making these, how are these very small percentages able to have these kind of big effects on these things that so many people widely care about? And because like there's obviously a lot of contributing reasons to that, but it's always like I feel like these things are not as controversial when it's more people are kind of like divided divided between things, but when it's a very small percentage, like less than ten percent of a thing or less than five percent of a thing, affect doing something that kind of affects eighty percent of the population, that's problematic because that's just like okay, mm-hmm. and it, like there's obviously different reasons for different variants on that stuff. And it's very nuanced, but I think it's like a, uh, it's a discussion for like and how 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 our government is structured. Sorry, I'm rambling on nonsense. I don't know what I'm talking. By the way, I'm not smart. I'm not a very smart human being. So let's clarify that too. Moving on to the next segment, um, we're gonna take a quick break though and hear from our first sponsor. We have um, we got one of our sponsors back after losing from the last episode. It's a re- recurring one, and uh, we're. And super enthusiastic to have them again. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, Captain Kid here with a message from our new sponsor, or returning sponsor, uh, Mazzy Yazda. The 2021 Mazzy Yazda exercise. You want a car that you can fully embrace your mechophilia or mechanophilia. 
that gives you the satisfaction of a cigarette after making love. The optimism of a couple after a two-year anniversary. Finally, a relationship that will last as long as a car warranty. Uh, and here we have, um, interviewing here, um, the uh, person that created, uh, is an ad um, creation um, agent, that created the Mazda Zoom Zoom Kid and those annoying radio ads with um, voices you want to punch in the face. So, I just have a question, how do you sleep at night? What are you doing? I don't even know what you're doing. How, how do you sleep at night? I do not require sleep. That makes sense. The 2021 Mazda exercise. I think I'm attracted to cars now. <laughs> and we are back. Here on the Canadian Pirate Cast, um, with our next segment, Beyond the Coast. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm giggling. It's okay. That's how awkward that was. Um, anyway. So we are here with Beyond the Coast. Um, and I want to talk about the story that caught my eye because I was getting annoyed by those annoying YouTube ads for the fish hatcheries because I just didn't know the context of them and I wanted to like know more about what was going on with that but then I couldn't find anything for it then this caught my eye and I want to talk about the story not for the not for the actual story itself but for how it's being reported on but the story itself is kind of interesting too it's like uh because this is um this has been happening for like over a year or two, but then it had a lot of motion um, in March and April. Um, and I want to say for the story too, so this is, I'm going to be, I have to clarify a few things from the story though. So the problem with this story is that it's barely been reported on and it's been touched on by a couple of Canadian news sites. There are legal documents that are like out there that have said this these things have happened in their affidavits and stuff but it's barely been reported on and um so a lot of the reporting on this has been from from what i could find going through in different internet search engines like google and DuckDuckGo. there have been they were mostly you know they're almost all conservative right-wing sites um escalating mm. kind of going up and down on the fringe and I, wow. the thing is, like, it was, it's, there was, like, nope, there were ones like Daily Wire and Breitbart, which I ignore off the bat, <laughs> um, for reasons I shouldn't have to say. Yeah. Um, and then whenever I looked into other ones, I did a, I, I looked through enough of their page and tried to look and kind of scan them to see kind of how far right or how reliable they are. And that's a champion amount of crystal you have there, gummy bear. I gotta say, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's, like, a dope amount. But, so, with this, um, so, yeah, with the story, though, the, okay, so, and the thing with the whole story is that there's been, Canada, Canadian government, or BC Supreme Court has issued out a gag order on discussing this story, essentially. Entirely? On, um, that's what I mean, though. It's from, I don't know, it's, it's kind of people still talk, because, like, CBC and, um, 
Oh, fuck. So, so other see, countries are allowed to do with it? Other countries, that's what I mean. So here's the problem with this. This, oh. is, what, this is what I'm going to get into. Here's what's weird about this. So, and we don't care because we're pirates. We live on a ship in the middle of the ocean. We're no laws. Sue us. They could sue us? I actually don't know. Okay, well, let's find it, out. Had, it's, okay, it's, have you... Okay, are you just assuming there's a gag order, or have you actually found that there is one? I've heard some things... I've heard some things say that there was a gag order, but it's... It's kind of some things aren't confirmed. So like there was one thing was to see, one thing I was discussing on Google, and um, it was okay. So it was this, it was discussed on Google, but that's not like a reliable thing because these are just random people. Um, but it was that's why it was kind of hard to find in Google. Um, if you Google the dude's name, it only comes up on America. If you only if you only Google the uh, the dad's name in this case, it comes up on. It will come up in only right-wing American sites. And there's interviews with him. Publication ban, that's what it's called. There's an interview There's an inter- interview with him that you can't watch if you're in a Canadian domain, but you can watch if you're in an American domain, and like in, in a different country's domain using a VPN. Uh, this is, but this is like, this has been reported on by other countries, like India. There's like, there's an Indian website I found that reported on this shit. Um, but the problem is that, or the thing is that, the two sites that I, the two sites that I was able to find a story on that were Canadian news sites, one was NBC and one was CBC, and that's when I typed in a broad, I I was more broad with the search. Can I say? Can I say? I'm not gonna say the dude's name. I'm not saying anyone's name. Um. For, okay. I'm just reading just to make sure because I don't want okay. to get in trouble. But I'm just reading different types of what publication ban means, and usually just it's not really surrounding the information. I'm not using anyone's. It's just name. the names. I'm not that's using what, anyone's that's names. That's all I'm saying. So just, no, no, I'm not using anyone's. That's why I'm just googling to make sure. So no, I'm being please. respectful about this. So here, here's why I want to discuss about this. Like, yeah, this I don't want to. Yeah, I like to avoid names. I'm not saying any names. I'm not being personal. No, no, look for everything. No, fuck no. I'm not saying anyone's name. Don't respect yeah. I'm not using my real fucking name. Why would I use anyone else's real fucking name? I'm just making. I'm just making sure oh, okay. that that's what that means. And okay. That's it. And that we. You can still tell me about what you're. No, it's okay. You tell me about. Like obviously, I want to be respectful because this family doesn't deserve having like cameras up their asshole and having everything. Sorry. I mean that you know they don't have to mean having cameras. The cameras invading their fucking <laughs> life. Sorry, I mean like that. You know what I mean? But like I didn't like they. I feel bad for them. This time they got yeah. torn apart. Okay, this is fucking terrible. This is a bad fucking story. It happens a lot when the media is concerned. Yeah, so. and um, so like I feel bad for this family overall, everything, but it's kind of like this is an issue in our time. And my problem with this is that it's not being discussed, and that's kind of I'm not saying like discuss like put them under a spotlight, but that fact that there's a gag order and it's only being talked about by right wing right wing conservative sites that are not in Canada. That's fucking concerning because, mm-hmm. and I have a thing with that at the end of it, but it's kind of like that would kind of be like if. Gummy Bear and I were trying to report on Brexit or the fucking capital rights in the UK <laughs> being from Canada, like, and it was like, okay, are, is that going to be as credible as anybody on the ground there doing shit, right? Mm. So that's kind of like, so you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying there's going to obviously be international news, but like, it just, it goes with like the reliability of it, right? So, and that's my problem with this whole story, because um, that's why I'm saying, too, I'm not going to say specific, super crazy specific details. Because the thing with the story is how it's been only reported by, specifically, by sites that are really inaccurate and uncredible. And they're, mm-hmm. and the thing is, the that's more, I'm, and here's the thing too, when, and that's why, so the sources that I have for this episode, which will be, Gummy Bear, sorry, 
the sources I have for this episode that Gummy Bear will check over, they are... I'm not citing all the sources I've read because some of them have, like, people's real names on them, and I don't want to advocate. I don't want to give any of that stuff. Like, at the very most, I would give the father's name because he's putting himself out in the public, and so he's doing it himself constantly because he, he's the face of this shit now. Um, but even so, I hesitate to do that because I want to be respectful of this. Yeah, so I wouldn't. That, that's why I'm giving you the sources yeah. after I've gone through them. So, But mm-hmm. the thing is, my point is that the more uncredible a source, go for it. Oh, you're correct. Eat a cookie. The more uncredible a source kind of is perceived on the right, or it, or like, so if you look at like new me- media bias charts, and those are like unreliable for completely different reasons, but as a general idea for like, okay, how fringe a news organization is, um, it's all on the right, and it's all really fringe shit. And the more fringe it gets, the more specific they are with his family's names and details and shit like that. And that's where I take problem with it because I think that this should be able to be discussed because the problem with it not being talked about is that only people talking about it are the most fringe organizations that Mm -hmm. aren't even inside the fucking country. Sorry, aren't even like here. So that's, it's only what, like if someone like me Googles this and doesn't take fucking five hours to look into this stuff, then they're only going to see like this one fringes idea because that's all there is. And that's my problem with this. It's about community. This is to me is about communication and about, like being able to discuss these things and not have it be like a controversial thing and not be have everything like, you know, as if that's a bad thing. Cause I think that if it's going to be, if things are going to go through the court and be this, it makes it a public record and we should know. So we shouldn't have people. And so to be clear, this guy wasn't fully arrested. Like there's a lot of headlines. that say a lot. He, he said he hasn't oh, really, yeah, there's a lot of headlines that say he's been arrested. He's been in jail. He said in an interview himself, he hasn't been in jail yet. So that's what I'm saying, though. With This has been, like, there's you have to go down a rabbit hole to figure out any real details about this case. Was he charged with something? He was charged, but he wasn't inside jail. It's, like, yeah. set bail and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, again, this is kind of, like, this is why it's important to be able to discuss this. And you can't even, like, big news organizations can, be, can, can make mistakes, too. But none of them are allowed to report on any of this because the government has gag order. And this ties into the whole CanCon thing. Because... Mm-hmm. That goes into that the government can say, oh, don't report on this at all. And then you can't find anything on it, which is sketchy because you don't want people being charged with things and arrested and the government saying, no, no, don't talk about it, though. So, like, yeah, I don't like that. Is that like, is, and that's not sketchy. I don't feel like that's, un- I don't feel like that's an unreasonable thing to be like, okay, well, we don't exactly want that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's the why, that's the point of the story. So that's where I'll be brought with this kind of stuff, okay? So I won't be using any names and any, okay. any, so the initials I refer to, I'm basically going to refer to them as father, child, and mother, essentially. And the initials, if need be, for the father are CD, for the child are AB, and the mother are EF. This is what any, like, rel- any credible news organization that is, like, respecting this family uses these, these, um, initials. That are not, they're not the real initials, but given by the uh, okay. by what's appropriate to say. So here's the so the here's the first part of the story is what's from the father saying himself, and you know he might not be credible for whatever knows, but this mm-hmm. was an extended interview on a Christian conservative TV network in Canada. This was a, and that's fun. Yeah, and so this is what I'm talking about, though, where this is they're the only people that will talk to him, and this is why only one side's being kind of portrayed. And I don't agree with everything this father says, but this story's not being talked about, and that's my issue with this. Yeah. So, 
from his words, he says that he had his child who was always a bit of a tomboy. And I think for clarification on this, we'll just go through like which genders is what. So uh, biologically, she was a girl and she was like always tomboyish. So he was like, whatever though. And um, one day though, when she, or when they, sorry, when they were 13 or 14, this child came home to him and said that they were a boy and they would prefer the pronouns and to be called by this different name. And the father was kind of like a bit like off by this too. And um, it turns out that it had been a regular thing with the child at school after the counselor had suggested to the child that they may, um, that they should go by a different name and maybe they're this or whatever, right? Kind of, kind of like this suggesting these things. I'm not sure if he specifically suggested gender dysmorphia or anything, but uh, just the, the counselor definitely uh, suggested the old name thing. And uh, this started around age 11, apparently, without either parent really being informed about it or talked about with it. So it's happened for years. This happened for a couple of years. And um, the child told the parents just before it would have been published in the school yearbook in their preferred name and everything kind of would have come out about it. Right. Um, and there's an, so this is, this is an affidavit in a court that confirms this from the child's story, I think. And the, so it's, there's an affidavit. So according to the father, there's an affidavit that confirms that. Or what, everything I just said there, which I'm not, I will not cite because no, no real names. Yeah. But if anybody cares enough, you can find it up. But with my broad generalizations, I would challenge you to do that. Um, I challenge you. Originally, the mother is supportive. Um, dad's a bit skeptical um, and wants to have the child assessed by a therapist um, or an impartial therapist. So we all they all agree to this. Uh, therapist meets okay. the child a couple times, says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Child's gender dysmorphic recommends uh or or and then they go on for a little bit while but then i think like they had a sep they had a uh so the, in this time the family had separated like i think it was like when this happened eventually like the, the mother and father had separated at this point like in this year that this had happened so like the family kind of got so the family kind of immediately kind of fell apart um but then um it kind of came out that the therapist what had been recommended by the school so it wasn't an impartial therapist it was somebody that the school had recommended as well um i don't know if that is skeevy or not but i think that's the detail that was consistent through everything i read um yeah so um and then i think it was like after a while um this is again according to the father's words um he gets a call one day from the what the mother saying that um the child was recommended for hormone therapy um and after meeting a doctor for the first time, they were going to start putting, that was like the first time, first appointment, two hours later, they're going to start putting her with this experimental treatment, hormone blockers. And the mom called the dad, apparently, according to him, because she was kind of worried about it. Because she's like, well, this is kind of moving fast. Like, kind of, shouldn't we wait on this? Or like, just like figure, get to another thing. Yeah. That's when more details came out. Um, yeah. And this, uh, yeah. And I, yeah. So. I think the therapist recommended the doctor too. So it's all kind of a chain of people that are like not really independent of anybody is so it seems from the, from the father's words. Right. Um, the father did not sign the informed consent form on this. And that is also something that I found after I dug up, which I don't want to cite because it has real names on it. But the consent form was kind of sketchy too. And just because it was, I understand where the father would be concerned because it says it clearly that's experimental procedure. They don't know the long-term effects. So as a father, he's worried, um, and 
and that's kind of his expression of it or how he's like that's what his words from his interview from the interview um and then i think that this is no this is where things get murky because this is where i can't find clear details on the case just kind of general statements some of which are more extreme and so this is me saying this is kind of the gist of what's happened after this so according to the father he didn't want to go public he wanted names to be anonymous he wanted this to be a public story but not for their names to be published the child wanted to go more public with everything, um, apparently, according to the father. Um, and then when, and then I think eventually, because the father wouldn't sign the consent form for the child to get the hormone therapy, the kid petitioned or something or went filed with the Supreme Court for suing the father for a legal right for their own control over their own body or whatever, or however it works, or getting rid of that parental right. So the Supreme Court... Emancipation, something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to butchering the word. This is where I can't find clear details, and this yeah. is why this is a problem. That's a, yeah, that is problematic. So here's my exact word. Thanks for this. Is because the details are not clear. This may not, this may be inaccurate. But at this point, the kid got a lawyer, and the Canadian Supreme Court has given her or them full rights for medical choices over on their body. Furthermore, a gag order was issued to everybody involved, not to public area, everybody involved, not to publicly discuss this case to protect the child from public scrutiny. Um, and the thing is, the father has mostly gotten in trouble for fighting against disorder, where he just wants to talk about this in public, and he still, like, mm -hmm. he doesn't want his kid to go through this stuff, and he's still fighting that, obviously, too, yeah. but what's getting everything talked about is him talking about this in public, because he's like, no, this story needs to be talked about, because, like, he feels like, he feels like a system, he feels like the system encouraged something in his kid that he's not completely sure about, and he could say he's conservative, and this is where I don't agree with him. Because in this interview on this Christian interview thing that was like 40 minutes long, they end it with advocating for conversion therapy, which I do not support. I'm not, I do not, oh, gosh. I don't support conversion therapy. That is not, I don't, I don't believe in that shit. And I don't think, I, I think the, I don't, I haven't looked into it's evidence horrific. of it, but it seems, it seems horrific and it doesn't really seem like it would work. It so, like, I just, I'm, so when I hear general things saying that most scientific studies say it doesn't work, I just kind of believe it because it doesn't seem like it would work in the first place. Unless you are, like, religious, but I don't think you should be making scientific decisions from a religious standpoint. So, that aside, though, um, so, again, I don't know, like, and then what the father has done in this time, too. So, essentially, he was arrested and going to see jail time, but they dropped the charges. This is according to his words, because they didn't want to make a martyr of him. Um, so he's like out on a, he's like out and he's basically they're telling him not to talk about the case. He's talking about the case to things like that. Okay. And it seems like no major news organization won't will talk to him because they probably so what I imagine from it is that it's like specifically because there are like two Canadian like I said, there's two Canadian website or news websites mm -hmm. that I'll cite. Um that are like it's C B C B C and there's CBC and like one other one Canadian one or whatever about this story. Yes, again they don't okay. use they don't use names, but they're broad. They're broad in their portrayal of it too, and they frame. So there was it. at least a little bit of Canadian reporting. Yeah, there was. Not, there was not very much. There was. There was two though, and you had to be broad. So if you type in the father's actual name, it's all American conservative sites and out out of the country sites. You type in what I typed in was British Columbia man arrested for misgendering child, and two things pop up. Mm -hmm. from canadian yeah. from canadian media and that was it I, I mean i think their identities should be protected of course i should um but i mean that's like okay well all of these 
um, sources that you've had any more information on might just be making stuff up. Mm. And that's that's as, as worrying as anything else. And that's what I mean. What about, about this? Well, it's just concerning because, yeah, it's like these are not the most credible sites either. And so, like I cited, I also made notes beside them over at the credibility of some things because there's one, there's a Canadian organization that claims to be a non-religious nonprofit just for child protection, which I thought mm -hmm. seemed fine. Um, I typed in a couple ones, which are like, these are American conservative ones. Yeah, and that's like, that's my biggest problem with this case is because there's... So there's his account of it, and his account might be unreliable for different things too, but there's no cross-screening because like, there's only been a couple people that will talk to him and have an interview with them. He was on a podcast or something, he said, which I couldn't find. Mm -hmm. uh, I also didn't look that hard for it, though, because I just watched the one interview, and then there's um, this big one, though, the first one, and this is one I cited because it was the first video interview he did, which sparked this stuff up. Okay. This was Federal Federalist, which is an American conservative site and also not the most reliable I'm pretty sure they don't use his name, and if they do, I won't actually cite it because protecting the families, like names and stuff like that. Yeah. But you can find the stuff if you want to. Just use a VPN, get good use a VPN, go to America, and then type in the broad thing I did, and you can find this. It's not hard, um, like that. But again, what it's it's concerning that the government's not allowing us to be kind of talked about, even like with except for those two like individual things. And because again, just you don't want people being arrested and then having it like just not being talked about. So, for now, though, they've dropped the charges on him. He's outside. He's out of jail. He just keeps speaking about, um, keeps speaking out about everything, and they keep telling him to shut up about it. Uh, okay. He's legally... Oh, yeah, one of the things, too, is that they were going to... This is actually one of the initial charges they started with. This is one thing that's being said a lot, and he said, too, was that they were charging him with family violence for not using the proper pronouns. But then they drop that charge saying, no, no, that's not what we meant. And that's his words. So it's so he was like, they it was a charge that they dropped. So there still has not been a Canadian arrested for not using proper pronouns. Yeah. But that was, um, but, and that's kind of where, and that, but he's still speaking out and they're kind of not happy with that, essentially. And then his, uh, apparently his kids has lawyers funded by LGBT rights and stuff like that and that's as much as i can find about the story um he says that he fought to keep the child's name anonymous and wanted to, the child wanted to go public again i'm not sure if that's just him or hearsay um mm -hmm. my bigger problem with all this is just again and not being discussed by main by like at least some mainstream canadian news outlets um because this happened a couple months ago and it was like there's just two articles that i kind of found on it and it was that's what was spooky about it um yeah. No, no. What are your thoughts, Gummy Bear? Just in like on just like has there? I guess I was wondering because I think well, what was that point you made earlier? Well, you had a point about earlier about that there's a lot of other child abuse cases and stuff like that too that kind of get reported on. So what makes this one different? Oh, within the uh, the LGBTQ umbrella. Um, I guess like this is kind of the only example I've seen where a parent is being prosecuted for not agreeing with their child's um, sexuality or gender identity. 
Whereas, like, I know, like, you know for a fact that there's, like, you know, that's a, that's a thing. Like, coming out, um, is, is a hard thing for people and especially, like, people who have, like, religious or conservative or both kind of parents. Um, and then they do tell their parents and their parents, you know, um, abandon them illegally, like, kick them out even though they're still that person's guardian and still legally need to provide them with their needs and or just um treat them poorly afterwards while still maintaining that basic level of like here's food um and so like it's i mean it's i just thought that was interesting that um you know at one point um do parents get charged with something for that as well because that would be because i mean i just think that's uh it's not easy and um parents shouldn't be allowed to mistreat their children regardless just because they don't agree so it's like okay so here we have a different version of that where it's tangible in that it's I lost it. I lost my friend. <laughs> well, I was wondering if you're saying, like, see me. Well, what I, what I think about it is that it's a first case, right? Because if this is, like, a first case of this happening, then that's really important because first cases set precedence for future cases. Yeah. So that kind of, that's, that's almost kind of makes it, like, a little bit about something that should be being talked about more. Like, it's actually more important that it's publicly discussed. If it's a, yes, if, exactly. if, it, if it's setting a precedent for things. Um. And I, like, agree with you where it kind of, well, also kind of who, like, you set the bar for child abuse and stuff like that, right? And you're right where there are people that, like, can't imagine coming out to parents and parents not accepting them and that kind of thing. And that's, it's horrific. And, like, there, there are so many terrible stories of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, like I said, the, the thing that I feel most about this whole story is that, like, all of it, I feel bad for the fucking family. Like, yeah. even so, like, even if I don't agree with the father and his view on, on conversion therapy, it's like he, like, his family's destroyed. And I don't think he's a bad person. Just a thing happened in his family. Like, and this is a new thing that's happening with, like, the, like, trans community becoming more vocal and stuff like that, too. And it becoming trendy and acceptable in the culture and stuff like that at the same time. And also controversial. It's, like, trendy and controversial at the same time. Well, at what point do you consider disagreeing with your parents disagreeing with you? Um, a- Charlie's. Yeah. Where's the line? Yeah, and that's kind of where is like, you know. And um yeah, I would I would have liked to see a little bit more discussion about this like within the province or nationally. Mm-hmm. That that would have been that I, like I've I've seen anything about this. It would have been it would have been good, good to see some discussion about it. Well, healthy discussion. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a healthy discussion. There's no reason to be rash or rude, and that's the thing I have to say too about like, like yeah, like some of the stuff this Christian host was saying on the interview was like comically, cartoon, like cartoonishly funny and like an exaggeration. But that's again goes further to my point where like you just then you have the most fringe people talking about it, and they're like they're always erratic, and it's like farther from the truth and reality. Um, yeah, probably a little bit like more alarmist about it than it needs to be. Yeah, and it's kind of 
well, and again, with the healthy discussion, like there's there needs to be that. This is the first time for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like that. I think one of the main reasons, though, why it probably didn't get discussed is because it's about trans, and it's like I said, it's as trendy. There's a child involved. It's a it, yeah. Well, it's like it's a it's a fucking landmine. It's a it's it's a controversial issue wrapped around a child, and everyone gets everyone becomes all thinking of the children. It's a it's a land it's a landmine field of human blood bags. It's just like it's like it's messy everywhere. It's, it's like going through there with a bulldozer and human blood bags all over the ground. You just don't know what's happening. It becomes so messy, and you try to be, but you can be nuanced. It's how you get through a minefield. You know how you get through a bloody minefield? You walk calmly and you just kind of. You get one of those donkeys that can sniff out the the landmine. Is that how they, they actually do donkeys that do? That? I don't know. I feel like it's a, maybe probably a different animal. I think you're talking about bomb sniffing pigs. Pigs? Is it pigs? Is it literally? I'm not making that up. They're bomb sniffing pigs. Here's the thing. So I feel like there's probably a lot of different bomb sniffing animals. So. Would you would you want to know what the deal is though? And yeah, there is. There's lots of bomb sniffing animals, but they use pigs really well because pigs have amazing like sniffers. But the problem is that like they originally used them for doing truffles. Truffles. But pigs will try to eat the truffle. That's why they prefer dogs. Super allergic. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's why they prefer dogs. Oh my goodness, that's so great. Every time I take Don't rub it in my face. Mushrooms, mushrooms, mushrooms. I had truffle oil, like a little, little tiny bit of truffle oil one it. time, I love the and my, I love my mouth hurt all day. <laughs> I, love, I love local mushrooms. It's it was really, really tasty, but my mouth hurt too much. <laughs> I wish I could eat them, but I'm fucking allergic. One of these days we'll have um, the podcast, the musical episode. Musical because episode. every great series has a musical episode. And I guess every great series talks about <laughs> musical episodes, musical interludes. Um, I think that's all we uh, really had for Beyond the Coast. But that's, um, yeah, any final closing thoughts on like the gummy bear? We are sure talking about uh, quite a few complicated issues today. I think, well, that's our whole thing, isn't that what we, we want? That's to why talk? we're pirates. We would like to talk about complicated issues because they're nuanced. Absolutely. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like, again, like the victim in this is a family, like all of us. And, but it's also the problem is that it's something that affects us as a nation. If it's a first case like this, that's why we need to be paying attention to it. So it's a, it's a conflicting thing between need to protect the child because nobody deserves to be dogpiled by the internet, but you can't yeah. have, but when you have these, when you have these uh, law setting cases, it's important that we know about it in the public. And now uh, we need to take another quick break here as we added, actually edit in some transition music to make it sound professional. I don't watch Wayne's World in forever. <laughs> Me neither. All right. Stay tuned. Thank you for staying on this long. Up I saw swords from shoveling all day. And we are back here. It's everybody's favorite segment, Captain's Kitchen. Oh, I love that enthusiasm too. It's just like we're. we're I like, want a cookie. Oh, that's fair. I think it's funny too. For actually, we're just like for boring new segments. We're like, yeah, here's some depressing news, and we're like, yes, food, love <laughs> it. Um. No, we get to eat our feelings away. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Italian goulash, and this is just going to be a leftover recipe um, that I built off while Gummy Bear eats cookies and judges them. <laughs> but the main baking thing I wanted to try today was 
peanut butter cookies. And I kind of made a bit of a mistake with this recipe, and I think I salvaged it, but we'll see with Gummy Bear's opinion. So we have two types of cookies. We have plain peanut butter cookies that I've cooked at like kind of different crunchier temperatures or softer temperatures. And then I have some peanut butter cookies and where I've added chocolate chips and um, shelled peanut halves in there as well. So for goulash, I thought this would be a fun thing because it's actually really super versatile and it's a good way to use up the leftover pasta water you have because you made your mac and cheese lap two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. You saved that pasta water and now it's like all white and gelatinous chilling in your fridge and all gooey. You want to cook that into a sauce with automatic thickener. This is the best way to do it. You start off with your mirepoix, which is um, onions, carrots, and celery diced up together. Ratio, I always go with that, is 25% carrots, 25% celery, and 50% onions, because they're the best. And that's what they'll teach you in like culinary school, but I just, because I love onions, I, I, I subscribe to that belief, that religion. Mm -hmm. So you want to do 750 milliliters of mirepoix. Oh, sorry, this is making for like... A large scale recipe, so you'd like freeze half of it in a yogurt container like me. So you pull it out later down the road for like a recipe so that you can skip the like skip the dishes one night without having to give money to an evil corporation. <laughs> so this will this will make a large amount, so just take whatever my recipe is and do half of that if you're making for just like a week of food. Um then for, you want to take butter or fat, again very versatile, takes I like bacon fat. Take one to two tablespoons of that. You want to saute your mirepoix until it's translucent. And that's just like when it's all glassy and nice and stuff. Maybe add like a little bit of salt to that stuff. Then you want to add your seasoning. So, and where goulash diverges here, kind of. And there's also like, so Hungarian style goulash will have big chunks of beef. And it's more of a soup or stew. And Italian style goulash is more of like kind of a baked thing. We'll get into that in a second. But essentially, you make a roux out of spices. Um, and you can add flour to this too to bulk it up as well, but I did, I did this without flour. So I did four tablespoons of paprika, two, I think, are a tablespoon of oregano, and then like a teaspoon each of salt, or I think a teaspoon of salt and a teaspoon of pepper. And I cooked that, and I used the pasta water um, after I deglazed it. So I cooked the spices like a roux. Scrape them off the bottom of the pot with the carrots and onions and stuff until it's like nice and sauteed. Then you deglaze it with the starchy pasta water. And then you add in your beef. And sorry, I skipped a step here. You take some raw beef, some raw ground beef. You can use cubes of beef, but I like the ground beef because it spreads out a bit easier that way. You cook about three pounds of ground beef. And then drain off the fat and put the cooked beef into the um, the liquid with the chunky vegetables and the pasta water. And if you don't have pasta water, you can also use beef broth. I recommend adding some better than bouillon in there as well to bulk it up a bit because pasta water is very thick and starchy and a bit rich, but not flavorful. It's kind of like, what's that seaweed thing I'm thinking about? It's like a base for like all Japanese food. Nori. Nori. No, not not the sea, not the seaweed. Uh, I'm thinking about like the uh, dashi. Oh, dashi. that's not seaweed. Well, it can be. Okay. It's 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 from it's from kelp. So it's like it's from a seaweed thing. Um, kombu dashi is. Kombu dashi. Dashi is just like um, broth. Well, that's, uh, it can be. It doesn't have to have kelp in it. 
Okay, I thought Dashi was like a kelp. Uh, it was like kelp broth that was like a foundation, kind of like general stock for like anything. Yeah, say. it absolutely is one of them. Okay, but that's yeah. I like learning stuff. Thank <laughs> you. So yeah, so you add your beef broth, or so you add some bouillon to your uh, beef broth. Add to like a, I did like a tablespoon for my bulk order, so you do half that if it's less. After you bring everything up to temp and it's all simmering with the meat inside, you add diced tomatoes. And uh, just keep kind of cooking that down and stuff like that. And this is really versatile where, like, you can also add in, like, zucchini and spinach and, like, all sorts of weird stuff, although you add spinach at the very end because it's, like, just really flavorful. It's just, like, a very paprika. It's, like, a paprika tomato sauce. And after... So once you have it at that point and everything's, like, kind of tender, here's where you kind of get weird with it. So... You take in, you take some raw macaroni, you take a scoop of your goulash, you put it in a pot with your raw macaroni, bring it up to temperature, and at this point it's really li liquidy, like it's still, it's still pretty soup-like. And then you put the lid on it and just let it chill for a while, let it absorb almost like a rice, and when you pull it out, it's like fully cooked in, the extra starch from the pepper, from the macaroni has been cooked into it, yeah. and so it's like a thick tomato sauce that tastes like paprika after, mm. with fully cooked macaroni in there. So it's like a little bit like... No, we were we have to have a philosophical episode of Captain's Kitchen where we talk about what makes a um, uh, what makes a uh, casserole a casserole. But right. essentially, you do this on you can do this on a stovetop like you would rice. Like you put a lid on, let it sit for a while, and then like stuff like that in like a low temperature. Same thing with this macaroni, stirring occasionally here and there, unlike rice. And then by the end of it, it's like just perfectly thick and cooked, and everything. It's basically like a thick sauce or like a little bit like a casserole bake that you made in a pot. And that's, like I said, that's significant because that's the biggest difference I noticed aside from spices and seasoning from Hungarian goulash, which is what I'm used to making, which I made like years ago in culinary school. Um, have you ever had goulash gummy bear? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I remember. Hmm. I gotcha. It's like, it, it's great. I'm, I'm enjoying what you're describing. Yeah. It sounds pretty good. Yeah. And it's not something, the reason why we don't have that directly on the podcast, it's hard to have a hot bowl of soup just chilling in our studio. We don't have, we're <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely don't have time for that. This we're week. not that crypto yet. <laughs> Donate to the Patreon we don't have and give us free money so we can one day have a soup canister here. <laughs> it doesn't here. even exist. It doesn't oh, even gosh. exist. Throw money at our void and then we'll have a soup canister so we can like have more like honest reaction. Take five dollars and look at it and think about our podcast. Roll and we and we'll really appreciate it. Roll it in a ball and throw it towards the island and just write four four Canadian pirate casts. Be please be honest, eh? Um but yeah, that was then and it should work with rice too, and I didn't have time to experiment with that too. But it's like it's one of those recipes where it's a little bit like the mac and cheese where you can kind of bake it with a lot of different stuff and it half absorbs the sauce, half thickens it, and it kinda of ends up eating it out. So I thought that was a different way that's like better than pasta sauce, but like a good way to use up like, you know, pasta water and shit like that. It's like a good leftover dish too. Because there's so much paprika and seasoning in there that like even zucchini tastes good in there. Zucchini sucks. Zucchini's great. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. Zucchini's good because it's a blank slate. It's basically like the Lego movie protagonist of vegetables. That's mm. that's perfect. You can do whatever you want with it. That makes it great. So what's the point of it? It has a weird, gross texture. Don't mind it. It has like a, I, I'm not a fan of it. I, I'm not a fan of the soft texture that you have in cooking it. Like, and I know that it's like, 
Let's not get into zucchini today. It's not a zucchini day for me. I just really wanted to have zucchini. This day has been rife with mishaps. We're going to skip over the zucchini part. Maybe we'll write it down and and debate zucchini one day. Yeah, today really was the zucchini of days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Offense completely intended, to be very clear. So... Moving on to the uh, good recipe that doesn't involve zucchini, that's why you know it's superior, is uh, this is never going to be an ending thing. Uh, I was going to say, though, I fucked up, though. Didn't put enough bay leaf in the goulash. It, didn't you have enough always bay leaf. neglect the bay leaf. I know. It's, you've never, there's never enough bay leaf in that goulash. Um, but either way, we're all human. And, and you know what? I you. noticed there was, a, there was an extreme lack of bay leaf in those peanut butter cookies as well. I let it steep in there for so long. I just didn't let it steep in long enough. Pathetic. Not enough bay leaf. Failure. Okay, so on to peanut butter cookies. This recipe actually totally effed up, like in a, like in a in a in a crazy way. And they don't taste terrible, but they're not really good either. And here's my theory why. So the recipe I've written now, because I couldn't find my regular one, is like my double recipe I use for work. And so I was like halving everything in my head until the very end when I totally, totally fucked up and put double amount of flour into my single amount of wet ingredients. Mm. So I was like, shit. So I was like, oh yeah, I can salvage this. So I just pulled, got it all out of the bowl. I made another single batch of wet ingredients (laughs) and just worked it in. That is also quite the mishap. Yeah, so I was like salvaging, and this is that because I thought that would somehow be better than just letting it roll with a double amount of flour because I didn't know how that would roll out. Well, the messed up ones are still pretty good, even though that happened. They're all messed up. That's like it's all part of the same dough. But then I was kind of like, well, all of them, both bags. So here, here, here's what. Well, here, here's what I'll get into that. So okay. it's the main difference I did though, because I was like, okay, so I messed this up. So I made a little experiment with the thing. So I wanted to try putting like it was raw, unsalted peanut shell peanuts, chopped up peanuts into it with chocolate chips, mm-hmm. uh, semi sweet chocolate chips, and to see how that tastes. And from eating them, the ones with no, in my opinion, the ones with no chocolate chips in them, and that they maybe taste like a little bit bacon soda, bacon soda so to eat, and have like a bit of a like a aftertaste thing, but they're pretty good still. But the ones with nuts and uh, chocolate in them are like not sweet at all, and I'm wondering if that's just me being crazy or if that's because the peanuts aren't salted and the chocolate wasn't semi-sweet, so it's kind of like you know what I mean? So, like, the things you like about peanut butter are, like, the, the fat and sugar and salt in it. Not the actual peanut butter itself. Because, like, natural peanut butter tastes gross. <laughs> like, unsweetened I peanut butter? I don't like disgusting-ass unnatural peanut butter that you just leave in your cupboard and not refrigerate. It's I great. Just, I used... I used... I mean... When I, if I get, if I like say, let's go, I'm going to get breakfast at a restaurant. Usually it's like kind of like a little bit of a treat on the toast that I'm getting. If I'm getting that kind of breakfast. But other than that, um, I just reached a point in my, I used to live when I was a kid. I reached a point in my life where I just like started like, it's just too sweet. I don't like it anymore. Mm. Except for when it's used for other things. I get that. I, uh. So yeah, like that's kind of what I mean. So I, uh, that was my theory as to why, uh, okay, so yeah, I know we're just quickly arguing about peanut butter there. We got <laughs> sidetracked, sorry. But uh, there, 
we see this is why we have to have I want to have um like philosophical food debates with you like this is I okay, want that peanut to be, butter debate I want that to be a separate Cookies topic with debate. us well because we also debate on pizza with like pineapple on pizza like you and I have we have differing food opinions <laughs> you and I get to like the philosophy of food and why we disagree with it you get silly and stupid I think that should be I think that should be a segment in itself it will be a thing for another day yeah but what's your opinion on the cookies though so on the flavor of them so they're both the sal they're both the salvage thing with me adding the second batch of wet after the whole batch of flour was already integrated. What do you think? They're good. Um, I like the stuff with the crunchy bits more. Chocolate chips are like could take them or leave them. It's not a deal breaker. Do you taste the peanuts and chocolate chips? Because they just taste they taste less sweet to me, and so it was almost like I thought it was like a little bit diluted. I think it's mostly just like the texture. It's like, also, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I feel like the ones I cooked a bit more, some are soft, some are crunchy. The crunchy yeah. ones have more flavor. And usually it's the other way around. Usually they're more raw stuff. Yeah. Flavor than the extract. Well, I guess there's no extract in these cookies. Mm -hmm. oh. Well, they're good. Okay. So, do you think there's anything, though, like it would have been improved if I hadn't? Had a total mess up, or do you think I salvaged it? Do you think that's a I think you salvaged it just fine. I feel like there's like for a peanut butter cookie, it could be more peanut buttery. I know, like peanut butter can be really sweet, but maybe there's a little bit too much sugar in my opinion. So do you think that would be rectified by adding more peanut butter, a little bit less sugar, or would that mess up the recipe and consistency? I wouldn't do both. I would do one or the other. Reduce the sugar or add a little bit more peanut butter. Don't both reduce the sugar and add more peanut butter. I think I would increase the peanut butter because I think sugar is like sugar is like the sweet of salt potentially. Like with apple juice, but white you... sugar when you cook it, it's gonna caramelize kind of and make things crunchier. So if you just reduced it, then actually would be maybe okay too but then again i haven't seen the recipe and i don't know what's mm -hmm. in it well let's go over that so i'm sorry i'm really fucking starving so i need like some yeah. blood sugar here yeah but so the recipe is this is the recipe i was going for trying to do that wasn't bulked out and the original one i got from some website off the internet somewhere sometime one cup of one cup of right it was one cup of butter one cup of peanut butter, one cup of white sugar, one cup of brown sugar, two eggs, two and a half cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of baking soda, no, sorry, one teaspoon of baking powder, and one teaspoon of baking soda. Okay, I would definitely start with reducing the sugar a little bit. I, I, I don't know how much. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go past half. What sugar? As are both kinds. Yeah, there's like one cup of white sugar and one cup of brown sugar. Take one out. Like one whole cup? <laughs> Either don't use both white and brown sugar in this recipe, or reduce both by half. Okay. In my opinion. I mean, if you, if you experiment and you do that and it turns out terrible, you let me know what's what. What, do you think that would affect the structural integrity of the cookie or anything? No. 
So sugar mostly for flavor in cookies doesn't actually affect like the bake of it very much. It does. No, that's what I'm saying. If you if you took out, I mean, the softness is going to be more in the brown sugar because it, um, you know, the white sugar coats over like makes a crunchiness, right? Because it's caramelizing inside of the recipe. I thought brown sugar does that because like when I use demerara in my cookies. They get like more of a crust on them when I use demerara as opposed so to. Demerara would be in comparison to true brown sugar. But I'm saying if we're talking about brown sugar versus white sugar, mm. the white sugar is going to do that. Okay. To a higher degree than the, the brown sugar is going to keep things. Like for some of my cookie recipes where I want them to be softer, they're going to have more brown sugar than white sugar. Okay. And okay. then, you, But then in these cookies, you have peanut butter as a factor as well. So. Mm -hmm. That have their own sugar in them, which is why I'm saying that's true. Experiment first with reducing your sugar. Okay. Yeah, because I think the um, I think the best ones are the plain ones with like no, with no nuts in them. Because like the um, I don't know it's like simple and sweet. I almost like want to do these again with more nuts. With these nuts. were maybe not as flat and bigger. I tried to get them less flat. Thing is, there's, I mean, but I'm talking, there's different preferences with cookies. There's different ways you could do this always, and they'd probably always be good anyway because it's a cookie. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do because there's a lot of sugar in these. So, comparing to like my other, my chocolate chip cookie recipes all the time, that is three quarters each. So that's like a cup and a half. So, that's like half, that would be, so that's like a half a cup less than this. And they, they are a bit more formulaic because they have more, so it's like higher sugar. Higher flour to sugar ratio, where mm -hmm. this has like a, this is a much higher sugar to flour ratio. So I wonder if that's part of it, because like these are these are also icebox cookies, so to speak. So you put them, in, they have to put it in the fridge and form it in the fridge, and then it'll form yeah. it quickly and then drop it. Sorry. Formed it. Formed it. Oh right, yeah, we learned about that in our first episode. Mm -hmm. um, you can't have both. It can't be formed and dropped. I thought it's like <laughs> I, I said icebox. Oh well, I don't know about that. I'm not an expert either. Okay, because I thought that icebox cookies were just dough that you have to keep in the fridge. It just has to be cold. cold. I've never heard of them. But you know what? Like I said, they're probably both I'm right. not a professional. They're probably both right, honestly. Like, yeah. well, I think they're, they sound, seem like they're in the same, they're in the same camp. Um, but yeah, sorry, but the direct, direct, the directions for those ingredients, though, are cream butter, peanut butter, sugars together in a bowl, then beat in the eggs, <laughs> uh, then a separate bowl, sift the flour by, you know, using a whisk. Um, like Captain Cook does, with baking powder and baking soda. Then stir that into the butter mixture, put that in dough into the fridge for an hour, then roll the dough into one-inch balls, put it on a baking sheet, flatten it. Now here's the thing. It says to flatten each one with a fork, the crisscross, um, and bake at 375 or 350 convection for like 8 to 10 minutes until the cookies begin to brown. Um, but even like the soft ones flatten really well, so that's where I'm thinking like I wonder if that's the sugar because there's like more sugar to flour, so it doesn't have much structure. Because yeah. even like the undercooked yeah. ones, like they, they, they like run, they only flatten so much. But then uh, that's why I made a couple crunchy ones because last time when I made these for you, you like crunchier ones. That's why a couple of them are a bit more well done because I thought that would do something different with the flavor. Mm -hmm. And I will post the recipes um on socials. One day we'll get these. One day we'll get the recipes up. Slowly, not do that. Yeah. Um, well, it'll be a bit of me too because I got to, uh, I got to, this is what comes from a work thing. So I got to put it back in. Both these come from work things. So I got to put them back in. Uh, I'll see if I have time to do it. 
Um, but that was, uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about in Captain's Kitchen. Um, start, hopefully, the birth of a new segment going forward. Um, well, I feel like we learned a lot today. I learned about, like, con- like tricky tree stuff. What did you learn today, Gummy Bear? There's a g- gap in news reporting? The cookies are still good. Yeah. And there's a, well, there seems to be a specific thing, too, with, like, there's obviously things that the government doesn't want uh, people to know about, but this is just sketchy, because it's like, don't report on it. No, don't talk about this thing. Just don't talk about mm-hmm. it. It's a bit sketchy. Even if you don't agree with the story, it's kind of sketchy that we're not allowed to talk about it. Um, yeah. I apologize for a little bit more background noise that we're probably not going to be able to cut out. It's, uh, we're not recording on our usual day, and... There's just a little bit more noise around the neighborhood than usual today. It's got tiny little deckhands running around everywhere. You know, and uh, there's a lawnmower just now. I think I heard a gunshot at some point. (laughs) A pistol. Sorry, I was a pistol going off. Um, Barking, and I mean, it's a really hot day, I guess. Uh, It's a really hot day today. Uh, I don't think we mentioned we are. Oh, yeah, we did. One of the cats is super drunk. Got in my room. She's uh, she's sneaky like that. Yeah, she is. She's a sneaky kitty. Um, any anything to final anything to finally uh finish on though? Or I guess when we talked about goulash and uh, peanut butter cookies, that I kind of messed up. And have a, I see. I still taste the aftertaste. I taste an aftertaste. I right definitely now. taste peanut butter on my mouth right now. I taste like I taste baking soda. I think I'm crazy. I think since you put they do not have that this time. Man, because like, ever since you pointed out, you're to like me, paranoid I like, about it, and you can just extra taste it. You I go, so. just take a deep breath and let it go. It was only that one time. You're fine. Actually, it's been more than once. That's when, like, I uh, I donate the bad my bad cookies to people. I'm like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like when it's close friends, I obviously give them the best stuff. But it's like for when I'm like, like people I know will have like less of a like care less. I'm like, here you go, eat it. I'm like, yes, cookies. It's a great. I love giving cookies. I love giving my best stuff to my best friends. Uh, thank you, anybody, for turning tuning in to listen. Um, I uh, I hope everybody has a good time in the island and uh, and they're elsewhere in Canada. I don't know why I said that. I hope everyone, anyone listening anywhere on Earth, on this whole planet of Earth that we have, is having a good day. I hope everyone has a great life. <laughs> is that a thing? Is that like, no, is that, is I just that, made that up. If that was a reference I should get. Like, it might know, be. I don't know. I hope everyone has a great life. Everyone that comes in to listen. And you know what? Even if you don't listen to this podcast, I hope you have a good day, too. Because Have a great week. I'll see you next time. Fuck it. Have a great year. It's the new 20s. Have a great life. That's, have a great that's life. That's the only explanation from that. Have a great infinity. <laughs> okay. Cheers, everybody. Don't forget. Don't be afraid. Be aware. Bye. So I want the country. In a couple of fights You were nearly blinded Yelling out the way It won't do much good Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast today If you'd like to know more about what we talked about Sources are in the description And if you'd like to contact us Ask questions or give feedback Or anything you can email us at canadianpiratecast at gmail.com or follow Beckham Kid on Facebook and Beckham underscore Kid on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page for Canadian Pirate Cast. We appreciate anyone taking the time to talk to us, and that's all in the description. Bye!